0: back to the Brother 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 podcast. We're entering round two of the Greatest American Rock Band bracket and uh, it's been a lot of action the first two days but uh, leading into uh, day three um, it's the Saturday of competition and uh, got a lot of good matchups. Um, some heavy hitters and some, some are going home and uh, so we're going to start off uh, with one of the the venerable and favorites in the in the competition, the Beach Boys versus Hoosker Do. I guess this would be "Don't Worry, Baby" versus "Don't Want to Know If You Are Lonely." Um, do you want to take the lead on this, Jeremy? Uh, I'll I'll do my best. You know, this is this is a tough one in the sense
1: that uh, you know if you look down who's left in this tournament, there's really you know the Beach Boys kind of represent the American version of of the Beatles or the Stones. I mean, and they're just so iconic. But then again, they're, they're going up against, you know, one of my favorite uh, trios in, in Husker Do, um, you know, University of Minnesota making its mark. And, uh, you know, those guys are kind of changed the face of punk rock. I mean, like a, a replacements, they brought sort of an intelligence and a, a songwriting craft to uh, to hardcore music and then on to kind of, um, you know, what, what became sort of indie rock today. Um but you know it's uh they're th- this is a tough matchup for them, so I'm open to to you guys swaying me one way or the other.
2: Wyndham, what do you think?
0: I think um you know, I'm going on the strength of pet sounds. um I love uh Husker Du as much as any band. I listen to them as much as any band. um I uh think they wrote you know many, many great songs it's uh it's a really tough day for me to see them go up against such um massive uh competition here but uh you know who's uh their output their entire catalog um fairly flawless which is almost uh unheard of with a band that put out as much as quickly as they did but um you know it's the beach boys so christian what are you thinking
2: you know, I've I've got to say, um, it, yeah, it is a real challenge. You've got an incredible, um, uh, an incredible sort of '80s '80s punk band in um, Husker Du versus uh, really one of the bands that I think at the very outset, um, before before we even we even built this bracket and this concept, when I was just answering the question, who is the greatest American rock band? It, I mean the Beatles. or excuse me, the Beatles. Um, God, I just made the mistake again. Um, the beach boys, uh, the beach boys were were sort of an immediate, I mean, they were shooing for me for for you know the the sort of final list of five or ten. So I think yeah. uh, just it's a monumental um, canon of 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 amazing music. Uh, and and you know they're gonna they're gonna keep on cruising with the with the top yeah. down.
0: I'd say Husker Du changed punk rock and independent music. Beach Boys changed music a world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm going to vote Beach Boys. You guys? Beach Boys. Beach Boys. All right, Beach Boys, move on. Next up is the Eagles versus Steely Dan. Um, I think this is probably the matchup that would produce the most violent hatred among uh, the people I know. Uh, the Eagles uh, have a lot of detractors. Steely Dan, a lot of detractors. A lot of people think there's no room for jazz and rock. And on paper, I would uh, certainly agree with that. but. Um, I like Steely Dan. I like the strength of uh, their body of work. I think they had a lot of great songs. Eagles had a lot of hit songs and sold more records than anybody in the history of American music. So, you know, it's really, uh, you know, I think in this case it's probably who do you dislike less? (laughs) Um, And in my case, I'm actually a Steely Dan fan. Um, But like I said, the Eagles bring, you know, bring a lot of, you know, they bring a sort of uh, monolithic... Um, presence to the tournament uh,
2: that's right Christian? you know I think I think the uh the the fact is you know this isn't a competition of, of who our favorite bands are um and I look at the Eagles and I say look you know that that level of I mean achieving that level of commercial success um I mean it, it, and eclipsing really every other band I think in the in the bracket in that respect um earns them uh earns them a spot in in contention um i'm already i'm already thinking ahead and and wondering you know what a showdown between them and a band like the beach boys might look like but i I think you know as far as steely dan is concerned um ask yourself this question if it were down to these two in the in the title game would, would steely dan really be the greatest american rock band over the eagles i don't know so I, I think it's a, I think it's a, it's a tough matchup. Um, uh, as you say, there are a lot of detractors of both of these bands. But, but at the end of the day, um, in terms of just mainstream success, uh, you know, good performers, um, but, but could really fill stadiums for, for years, um, I, think, I think the edge probably goes to the Eagles. But, but we'll be interested to see how it shakes out.
1: Well, I'm going to go ahead and vote, um, just because I don't think we need to, to waste any more time on we this labor. one. Yeah. I think country rock beats jazz rock, in my opinion. And uh, I'm, a, I'm again, you know, I'm, I'm a little late to the to actually admitting that I like the Eagles, but I and I like Steely Dan too. But I like the I
0: think the Eagles are a better American rock band, so my vote's Eagles. Eagles. I'm going to go purely on on taste, and, and I'm going to go Steely Dan, um, but the Eagles carry the day, so. I like the way your sparkling
1: earrings lay against your skin so brown. And I wanna sleep with you in the desert tonight, with the billion stars all around. Cause I got a
0: Next up is uh, interesting. Sly and the Family Stone
2: versus Boston. Well, uh, you know, talk about two extraordinary um, talents in the studios. Uh, I mean, I think that that's a that's that's really where you know you have such singularly strong, impressive, capable, you know, virtuoso um, musicianship. Uh, but even more than that, you have you know profoundly talented. Artists, I think, uh, at the helm, um, captaining both of these teams, Uh, and you know, it's it's really going to be a question, I think. Of, um, I think heads up, it's very difficult to say that one of these bands is musically better than the other. Um, I I think they're both, you know, enormously impressive in that respect. Uh, I go back to both of them on a very regular basis, um, which leaves us with, you know, the the other sort of two, uh, you know, two criteria that, that we use um which is you know cultural impact uh and and influence and i i think in both of those areas it's it's really tough um but i I think you know i am i'm leaning towards sly and the family stone because i think that their their body of work is is more diverse um and uh you know incorporates sort of more influences but also um it also flows into so many different types of music that that i love now so um i that's that's my instinct but i i really think this is a tough matchup wyndham
0: yeah I would say, you know, I, I would draw the legacy lines down again. And as a, as opposed to the case of Pearl Jam versus Aerosmith uh, in the last round where, you know, both influenced uh, or both, you know, launched a, a thousand shitty ships. Um, I think Boston did, in fact, launch a bunch of um, pale imitators and Sly and the Family Stone really uh, fostered a, a whole... Um, Legion of bands that came after them who uh, you know, incorporated what they did and, and built on it and for the better. Um, Sly and the Family Stone, I think, uh, in this case too, you know you're, uh, as we discussed with the Eagles uh, versus Steely Dan, I think the output alone, um, the volume of the output of Sly versus Boston I mean, Boston was a band that really had one great album, one good album. And one shitty album, all told. Uh, Sly, uh, really. I mean, up until the end, up until as a riot going on, uh, which I consider the end of Sly and the Family Stone as it was originally uh, constituted. Um, you know, nothing but nothing but shimmering gems. So, uh, Jerry, what do you think? yeah i'm gonna actually uh take one past there's a riot going on
1: and, and say fresh is actually one of my favorite albums as well which came after yeah. that um definitely probably a different band but but still a great album with some of the best songs yeah i mean for me it's, it's you know boston is perfection and and in, in rock and roll and kind of you know clean sounding great pop music and sly is is imperfection in a beautiful way i mean there's there's Definitely um, just a lot of melding of different genres and and different cultures in that rock. So, um, again, I'm going to throw down the gauntlet and say Sly wins this one.
0: I go Sly as well. I'm going Sly. All right. Sly moves on. Sometimes I'm right. Next up, uh, this one tugs at my heartstrings, but uh, it's CCR versus the Talking Heads.
2: Jeremy, do you want to take this one?
0: Yeah, I'll give it a, I'll give it a shot.
1: I mean, uh, Creedence is one of those bands that's hard to talk about because they're just, you know, like a Bob Dylan or like a Led Zeppelin who is an American. But, um, you know, I'll mention they're just omnipresent, you know. You turn on any classic rock radio station, um, any commercial, any sort of uh, sporting event, and you hear those songs, and they're they're so familiar, and they're and they're actually really good, you know. They're a band that I think, unfortunately, kind of gets overlooked because they're overplayed, but the songs never get old, and. Uh, and really, for that '60s kind of mid '60s, late '60s sound, these guys did straight-ahead American Americana rock. I mean, they were Americana before that term was around, and a true classic. On the other hand, you have Talking Heads, who's kind of the, the college-educated, art school, um, northeasterners um, who you know kind of pushed the boundaries of rock and, and incorporated you know synth and and. Uh,
2: Brazilian African sounds,
1: rhythms. African rhythms, yeah, and, and 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 had big hits with it too, which is, is rare. I mean talking heads out of that whole CBGB scene was the by far the biggest band in the end. And um and again, you know, I've mentioned this a few times on on in this tournament, you know, it was a band that played by their own rules, which I always give a lot of credit to. So, um, you know, it's a tough one. I think um, you know, you got kind of an American icon and, and then sort of an avant-garde uh another American icon in, in both different, you know, East Coast, uh, West Coast battle here.
0: Yeah, this is a tougher one than I thought. Um, you know, CCR, it, it, I, I get frustrated with the uh, limited imagination of, of filmmakers and uh, in the in the sense of soundtracking when, you know, but when you want to establish uh, that you're going back to the 60s and you're talking about, or the 60s and early 70s, and you're talking about the Vietnam War, is there ever been a movie that didn't play Fortunate Son at some point? Um uh, you know, it is the song that.
2: I still listen to it every single time my plane's arriving in Vietnam, actually, uh, <laughs> when I'm going on work trips, so.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, The Talking Heads, you know, Once in a Lifetime, Bar None, one of my favorite songs of all time. Uh, a lot of great albums, a lot of uh, really interesting uh, turns. I will say that, you know, one of the things that, you know, looking back at, um, you know, growing up, I, I remember. Uh, looking at the Talking Head 77 album and looking at the uh back cover of it and seeing Chris Franz, who had you know my haircut in a pink oxford and and I said oh wow you know guys like me could be in a rock band which is you know one of those moments that seems silly but at the time there was such mystery around and such bigness around um you know rock and roll to me at, at such a young age that uh you know that was a that was a touchstone as far as I was concerned CCR a venerable classic um you know this is almost Generational. This is almost fifties dad versus you know, um, you know seventies sibling.
2: Um, so it's it's yeah.
0: Uh, this is I'll pass it off to you, Christian. No, I am thinking than I thought. It,
2: yeah, that's absolutely right. I mean, I am thinking the same thing, and I, I was just thinking about all right. Well, so if I if I put these bands head to head, I mean, I, I think they actually they are both serious contenders for for grand slams, right? Um, so the, oh, yeah, the first four Talking Heads albums for sure. And then, maybe even—is that even a six-album run? I mean, that's incredible. Then the name of this band is Talking Heads, and then Speaking in Tongues. So I mean, they—yeah—that's they, yeah, a—that's a hell of a run. Um, and then CCR, uh, for its part—I I mean, I think um, you know, similarly, their first four, maybe after their self-titled, but Bayou, Country, Green River, Willie and the Poor Boys, and Cosmos Factory. I mean, those are those are incredible i i think that ultimately this is going to come down to a style question and kind of like uh you know I, I think um this this came out when we were when we were uh teeing up the competition between you know or, that featured the Almond brothers i think for me um the fact that they are just so firmly rooted in american rockabilly which is uh which is really a genre that you know that that just started here we own um it's uh Yeah, I I think that that CCR may have a slight upper hand in that respect. But Would you want to cast the first vote? I'd love to. Um, I'm going CCR.
1: Jared? Yeah, you know, for me, it's going to be listenability today. And and as much as I love Talking Heads, I I think that some of their innovation, unfortunately, uh, puts them in the dated category. And I'm going to go Credence as well.
0: Wow, another clean sweep. Interesting. Well, we're going to take a break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to finish up Uh, the first day of the uh, second round of competition so uh, we'll be right back brother 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 back to the brother 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 podcast we are in the second half of our first day of the second round that's a lot of that was a tongue twister of sorts um anyway um our first matchup in the uh nighttime slate of the uh saturday games is a a strange matchup leonard skinner versus x uh i am not going to take the lead on this one i'll let uh well, Jared, why don't you? Actually, go? you know
1: what? I'm gonna again. I'm, and I, I think Win and I, you know, are huge X fans. So I, I think I need a little bit of Leonard Skinner to throw throwdown. So Christian, I'm gonna throw the ball to you, unless you you don't feel. comfortable. Gladly.
2: That. <laughs> no, no. I was hoping that you would ask. Um, I, uh, I think. Look, you know, Leonard Skinner, um is the uh, is really you know the the most full-throated that southern rock ever got it was its best articulation you know the almond brothers ended up uh they, they they laid the foundation for it um but as as is true with with so many bands that you know lay foundations for the you know their immediate followers um it wasn't a genre yet right i mean they they'd infused country um into rock, uh, but it was almost uh, you know was, that's just sort of that was who they were. That was their personal identities. Then yeah, it's, it's almost more southern boogie than you know than
0: uh, um, or you know I guess that's what they really came out with. But I never think of them as being that country tinge so
2: much as just swampy. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, okay, um, but I think I think, uh, think Skinnard here, you know, really are. Um, I, I think actually, I was thinking about this in, in comparison Relative to uh, one of the analogies that you know, you you made when you were talking about cheap trick, um, and you said you know they sort of took the the British power pop thing and threw it into overdrive. Um, I feel like Skinner took Allman Brothers and threw it into overdrive. Um, you know those are party songs, um, and uh, and you know they they really are. Um, I think uh, the the sort of the iconography around. Um, uh, the band in you know cowboy hats and gator skin boots and stuff like that, um, you know, is is also so thoroughly American. But then I, I think all of those things in their own right like would would make them serious contenders here. Then I just go down to the fact that, look, I, I love Leonard Skinner's music, and I think they're really great, tight, punchy songwriters. Um, you know, setting aside Freebird and its winding guitar solo, um, you know, these guys knew how to write a three and a half minute pop tune. Um, just ask Warren Zevon in Werewolves of London. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but you know, I think they, they deserve a lot of credit for that and often often don't get enough of it.
0: All sure. right.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I think Christian had a great, great, uh, great case for Leonard Skinner, a band that I also think is, is sorely underrated. Um, you know, you definitely don't hear enough about how impactful they were. Um, but I also think X is a band that's absolutely underrated and and doesn't really get the credit that it deserves. I mean, the first four albums, you know, and, and right in a row, 1980, 1981, 1982 and 1983. So Los Angeles, Wild Gift, Under the Big Black Sun and More Fun in the New World were, you know, just didn't really sound like anything of the time. So X gets lumped in with that California, you know, hardcore punk rock scene, and, and they certainly were a part of that scene and, and and friends with with those bands and toured with those bands. But this was a band on a different level. I mean, very intelligent lyrics. Um, one of the only bands I can think of that successfully. Um, has a, a male female sort of trade-off lyrics within each song. I mean, very rarely do they just sing a song themselves and if they do that it's, itself is
0: very country. It's great. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and, and they and you know and again, very American influence. I mean, I um I've had the pleasure of seeing X and I think all these albums have a, a both a rockabilly and and kind of a a country tinge to them within the, you know, kind of fast-paced stuff and you certainly hear that on the later albums like More Fun in the New World and Under the Big Black Sun. So um, you know I think these are two American icons I, I think both were, were um, influential I think probably Skinner had had more on the cultural impact um, you know and I, unfortunately I think X just didn't get out to enough ears to influence enough people but I think if they had um, they would be a more influential band but I think both are, are extremely creative and, and you know unfortunately I return to both of these two so this is, this
0: is probably the toughest matchup we've had so far today yeah, this is a tough matchup for me, too. This is the battle for Florida. I mean, uh, Skinnerd and Exine Cervanka both uh, Floridians. And, um, you know, for me, this is uh, very sentimental. X is probably one of my favorite bands ever. Um, that said, I, I see the cultural relevance of Skinnerd. Um, I know how, uh, uh, you know, I know where they live in the, in the world. So it's not this, you know, I, I'm not sure if this is the hill I'm going to die on. Uh, do you guys want to vote? Uh, Christian? Yep, I'm gonna go Skinnerd here. Chair.
1: Yeah, I think just because of um, the the fact that X just didn't make it out to enough uh, listeners, I'm gonna go Skinnerd as well.
0: All right, I'm gonna go X just because uh, I'd much rather uh, do that. Uh, that's my symbolic vote
2: for the. Uh, <laughs> because because <laughs> it's already went... Yeah, exactly. If it was.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, for you. thank you, Jill anonymous, um,
2: anonymous voting would be difficult to achieve on a podcast, but I think if we did do that, I think you might have voted for Skinner. That's what I think, Wendell. <laughs> Perhaps. have you down in the ghetto? Have you down?
0: Next up is, uh, oh, this is the the battle for Christian's heart. Um, This is R.E.M. versus Weezer. And actually, Uh, I'm going to take this one, I'm going to pass it along to Jeremy, and uh, I'm going to make Christian cast the first vote. (laughs) So um, I, you know, like I said, unabashed and very huge. Uh, I like that whole, um, you know, sort of... uh, tree of american music that goes to me from the birds tom petty rem you know bands like the dbs and uh, you know uh you know let's active and and all the sort of jangle pop bands that came del fuego's that followed along and it's a you know it's really kind of it marries americana with um the british invasion to me that's uh, kind of a perfect sound so um Anyway, I and and I I won't uh, I won't talk about Weezer because I fucking hate them. So, Jared, why don't you go ahead?
1: Yeah, I feel slightly responsible for Weezer's advance in this tournament. I, I you know maybe uh, sent in a ringer for them, but uh, you know I too am a big ir the IRS years for uh, REM are, are some of my favorite albums. I, I return to them often. I can't say that I ever have, uh, have sort of uh, bought into or returned to a Weezer album. I do absolutely, uh, you know, I give the Blue Album credit and Pinkerton just for being sort of culturally impactful to, to folks who are my age, and I, uh, I don't necessarily fault them for that, but it, it's, it's not my thing. Hello and, out
0: there, sad boys. Yeah, and
1: I think, uh, I think R.E.M. just means more to the world than Weezer ever will.
0: Christian, you can throw out the
2: first vote. R.E.M. I R-E-M. think
0: uh, it's a sweep here.
1: <laughs> R.E.M. <laughs> All right. <laughs> How the hell did uh... Weezer
2: get this, through this deep into the tournament? I'm going to say uh, R.E.M. had a very –
1: <laughs> R.E.M. is definitely benefiting from seeding. They, they
0: had uh, an easy two rounds. Yeah. Sometimes that happens. I mean, you know, this is uh, – Georgia State went to the Sweet 16 last year. Interesting, uh, uh, matchups. This one, this one's cool. This is sort of, I feel like these guys are contemporaries. And so this is sort of a fair fight this uh, feels, versus the
2: F- flaming lips. This feels like a very comfortable matchup. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like these guys have played together enough times. Uh, frankly, I'm, I'm sure at festivals and, um, that, that, you know, they're, they're familiar with each other's, uh, playbooks. Um, I mean, if I, if I could just kick it off, uh, you know, I think what you have in, in the flaming lips is something that, that. Trends a little bit more toward the psychedelic, whereas in Wilco you have such an earthy, Ameri- like thoroughly, you know, um, uh, midwestern country sound built into their uh, built into their you know sort of um, their DNA. I think that that like uh, it it does feel um, it does feel you know much like the argument I was making for Skinner a minute ago. Like um, those guys are are sort of traditional uh, in in the extent to which they're they're an american band plus jeff tweedy wears a cowboy hat sometimes um so that's that's actually uh that's that's gonna be my preview of this matchup what do you guys think of him
1: i think wayne Coyne probably wears a a nudie suit with christmas lights on it every once in a while as well
0: (laughs) to bed (laughs) yeah
1: yeah, this is a tough one. I mean, you know, I think both. I think this is kind of a cool um, matchup in the sense that both bands kind of um, you know have forged their own paths and 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 also kind of independently built huge audiences. You know, without having any major. I mean, uh, Flaming Lips had one you know radio hit, but I wouldn't say it was major. It was definitely a hit, but uh, you know, they since have have even built a bigger following just off kind of word of mouth, live performance. Both these bands tour extensively. Um, i've seen both live many times and uh and they also are not afraid to change their sound so i mean you know the the lips who who you know definitely started off as a very psychedelic kind of rock band and and kind of theatrical um you know found a great sound in the 90s with and then kind of recreated that sound and, and went orchestral and and uh you know and have done as weird a things as one south by southwest you know handing out cassette tapes and having every car in the in the parking garage put them on at the same time and that was their concert which is pretty fucking cool <laughs> um, you know and Wilco on the other hand you know born out of the ashes of Uncle Tupelo you know has you know a great rock sensibility but but can also stretch the limits in the studio and and, uh, and get you know make things a little weird and sonically funky but I, I think the one thing that always is standard with both these bands is you could you know at least their best stuff kind of comes from an acoustic guitar and a song and then they build you know sonic landscapes around them so i think uh they're both american icons and and uh i think a very tough matchup and, and i will say that in their prime both of them probably were on acid for this game
2: <laughs> yeah so I mean, uh i don't know christian please go ahead by all, no i by all means all right, i w I'm you know, I'm
0: I'm not gonna add much to what Jared just said. I think Jared's seen them a ton live. I've seen them a ton live. Uh, both bands bring it. Uh Flaming Lips brings the circus. Wilco brings uh, you know, a lot more power than they do. Um a lot more power than you'd think they'd be capable of. Um I uh you know, I I, I think I'd lean on consistency as the as the one distinguishing factor here. Uh, the fact that the Flaming Lips, you know, experimented but also you know maybe maybe experiment a little too uh frequently and unsuccessfully i think wilco uh is an innovative band and inventive um i think it's funny that they get slapped with the dad rock tag i think it's largely a look more than a sound because um you know i think i, I think their music is very relaxing i, I mean very easy to to uh, be you know be around um i think it but i don't think it's simple or um you know, lacks any sort of uh, um,
2: power to you know in in no, both I, the I songwriting you, and delivery. You nailed that as the fact that Wayne Coyne looks like the arty stay at home dad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and that that's that's the he's only he's the like,
1: Montessori school to... Uh, <laughs> yeah,
2: he's he's got his corduroy blazer on and like mm. it just yeah. But I mean, it's like and and the salt and pepper hair from a pretty early age, you know, and that streak of white. But like that's a that's a purely visual designation. Like their music isn't isn't uh isn't dad rock to me i mean i you know that guy's voice is so strange mm. well, should uh, we vote? I, you know sorry i
0: think it's a measure of consistency with wilco i just think they've been really good for a really long time and that almost gets them dismissed sometimes so yeah go ahead and vote uh you want know, I me mean, i'll
1: go first i mean i you know i, I think consistency when you kind of nailed it i was on the fence here but i, I think uh <laughs> I can really only name, you know, one Wilco album that I, I actually don't like. And uh, I can name more than that for Flaming Lips, even though I do like a lot of their albums. But so I'm going to go Wilco.
2: Christian, I'm going to go Flaming Lips here.
0: Interesting. Um, I'm actually, uh, I'm the deciding vote, and I'm going to go Wilco. Um, and, but that was not an, an easy decision.
1: Jesus don't cry.
2: You can rely on me, honey You can combine anything you want I'll be around You write about the stars Each one is a setting sun Tall building shake. This is a skip singing sad, sad songs. Tuned to chords, strung down your cheeks. Bitter melodies, turning your
0: orbit around. Don't cry. Last matchup of the of this uh, first, uh, each day of the first round is... Um, it's a, this is this one's a little bit uh, sad. This is pitting two of all of our favorite bands against one another, and it's uh, Spoon versus the Pixies.
2: Oof, man, these guys are both gonna bring uh, bring some serious heat. Um, I, you know, look, we've we've talked about uh, both of these bands at, at length on this podcast, as, as our listeners will know. Um, I I think Spoon is one of the most consistent great um, uh, great bands of, uh, you know, currently still in action, but just, I like, I really struggle to find anything that they've made that I don't like. Um, and that isn't just at the album level, that's drilling down almost to the song level um, with a couple of exceptions. Uh, and, you know, by contrast, I, I would say maybe the biggest knock you could have on the Pixies is, um, is the fact that they're truly, truly great material, um, which is, which is great. I mean, it is such a cut above, um, the rest, uh, you know, is, is down to, I think it's two albums, um, three, uh, and, you know, at the end of the day though, when you look at cultural impact and and influence, um, there's just, it, it seems to me that the, that the Pixies, you know, just eclipse Spoon in that respect. Spoon might get there one day, but, but they haven't yet.
0: Yeah, I think Spoon is, uh, you know, they um, they show uh, their work so much. They show their influences to such a degree. It's it's an, it's an homage um, in a way. But it's a you know you can you can feel uh, their individual influences sometimes um, as they play because it's there's such and they've been very good at at sort of uh, putting it into their formula and making it their own. Um, but i'd say without the pixies there isn't half the bands um there's, there's probably not spoon <laughs> yeah and um you know also i just think um you know in this case spoon is on an insane tear where i i mean i don't think they've put out a bad album since you know parts of telefono um whereas the pixies again is sort of the nirvana um issue where, you know, they burned very brightly, very quickly, and, um, you know, but to me, their highest heights are uh, the highest heights, so, uh, Jared, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, you know, look, I don't have a lot to add.
1: I think you guys are absolutely right on Spoon, one of the best bands out there, um, almost suffer for their consistency because they're just that good, but the thing that I always go back to with the Pixies, and I think the thing that really would wear down Spoon in a game is... Um, And Christian, you just named it. I mean, Spoon probably was heavily influenced, and I think admittedly so, on on their first album, Telephono. But besides that, the Pixies have a sound that I still cannot pinpoint. You know, nobody's really ever replicated that sound. I mean, people have done the quiet, loud thing. But when we're talking true American band... And, and I think that's the the neat thing about the Pixies is, you know, a band like Spoon certainly, you know, riffs off kind of the Kinks and, and other kind of English and, you know, British invasion bands. Um, you know, they certainly have their own sound, but they definitely borrow from others and, and make it uniquely theirs, where the Pixies really kind of were just a clash of, of really kind of unique... Um, you know, unique singer, unique musicians, and, and and created this kind of you know bang and 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 noise and and beautiful pop music that is is yet to be replicated in American music, and and I think they're just too important to uh, to not take this one. So I'm going to vote Pixies, and I'm also going to just plug Bossa Nova. As, as as if the other two weren't so amazing, you'd actually realize that that's a pretty damn great album too.
2: Christian, Pixies,
0: yeah, Pixies in a, in a landslide, and and. Carrying fairly strong momentum towards uh, the next couple of rounds, so keep an eye on them. I think they, uh, they look like a team to beat right now. Uh, that wraps up day one of round two. Um, Listen to us uh, tomorrow. We're going to do the same um, with the other bands that are, that are still remaining in the tournament. And we're going to get to a sweet 16 Um, until then. uh, Thanks you guys so much. That's it for this episode of brother, brother, brother podcast. Many thanks to Simon doom for our intro music hair of the God and to our heroic producer, Damian Kendall. You can learn more about the pod at brotherpod.com. Tweet our mistakes and your recommendations and follow us on Twitter and Facebook. And it's extremely helpful if you rate and review us on iTunes. Until next time, on behalf of Jeremy Sartori and Christian Lewis, thank you for listening.